Hello, this is Jude from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 18th of October. The Delhi High Court today denied bail to activist Umar Khalid in the larger conspiracy case of North East Delhi riots. Khalid has been in custody since September 2020. While pronouncing the order, Justice Rajneesh Bhatnagar said, and I quote, "We don't find any merit in the bail appeal. The bail appeal is dismissed." Unquote. Khalid. Sharjeel Imam and many others have been booked under the Anti-Terror Law, Unlawful Activities Prevention Act or UAPA, and provisions of the Indian Penal Code for allegedly being the masterminds of the February 2020 riots, which had left 53 people dead and over 700 injured. The violence had erupted during the protests against CAA and NRC. Khalid had moved the High Court after he was denied bail by the Karkar Duma Court on 24th March. He was arrested on 13th September 2020 and has been in custody since. Listeners, the UAPA Act has often been invoked against activists who are increasingly becoming targets of law enforcement agencies. Apart from Khalid, even people like Sudha Bharadwaj, Varavara Rao, Siddiqui Kapan were charged under the stringent law. Last year in December, Sudha Bharadwaj was released from Mumbai's Baikala jail after spending 3 years in prison. Manisha Pandey along with News Laundry team went to Mumbai to meet Sudha where she talks about her childhood in Bilaspur her educational journey and her time in jail the interview is behind the paywall so you need to be a news laundry subscriber by going to our website and clicking on the red subscription button on the top right hand corner we are able to bring you interviews like this along with podcasts videos ground reports and much more because we are backed by our subscribers who fund us and not by corporations governments or advertisers because we believe when advertisers pay advertisers are served and when the public pays the public is served so please join our community if you haven't already and pay to keep news free subscribe to newslaundry.com in the early hours of this morning two migrant laborers were killed after alleged militants hurled a grenade at them in shopia district of jammu and kashmir police told news agencies the two laborers who were killed have been identified as monish kumar and ram sagar both residents of uttar pradesh's kanauj following the attack they were shifted to the hospital however they succumbed to their injuries the kashmir police arrested a local quote and quote hybrid terrorist of terror outfit lashkar e taiba who let for the attack during a search and cordon operation hybrid terrorists are reportedly unlisted radicalized people who carry out terror strikes and slip back into their routine lives often without leaving any trace additional director general of police of kashmir vijay kumar said that the arrested terrorist was identified as Imran Bashir Ghani from Harmen the attacks came just 3 days after a 43 year old kashmiri pandit farmer was shot dead by alleged militants in south kashmir's shopian on saturday further investigation and raids are underway the adgp said the supreme court today said it will hear the pleas challenging the remission of sentence and release of 11 convicts in the 2002 bilkis banu gang rape case on november 29 In August, the 11 convicts had been freed under the remission law. They had been found guilty of the rape of Banu and the murder of her family members during the Gujarat riots. The Gujarat government submitted an affidavit of more than 400 pages to the Supreme Court yesterday. In the affidavit, the state government defended its decision to grant remission to the 11 convicts, saying remission was granted as the convicts served 14 years in prison and their behavior was found to be good. The affidavit showed that the Union Home Ministry along with the additional Director General of Police Prisons Dahod District Magistrate, Gotra Prison Superintendent and the Jails Advisory Committee 
were in favor of remission of 10 convicts the government said that the decision was taken as per the policy dated 9 july 1992 as directed by the apex court and not under the circular governing grant of remission to prisoners as part of celebration of azadi ka amrit mahotsav the submissions have been made in response to the petition filed by subhashnani ali a member of the communist party of india marxist journalist revathi lal and professor rooprekha varma against the premature release of the convicts in the bilkis banu case the release of the convicts has sparkled public outrage congress leader rahul gandhi today took a dig at prime minister narendra modi taking to twitter he said that the prime minister had talked about women's respect from red fort but in reality he was with the rapists the differences between prime minister's promises and intentions are clear he has only cheated women gandhi said bilkis banu was 21 years old and 5 month pregnant when she was gang raped while fleeing the riots that broke out after the godra train burning incident her 3 year old daughter was among the 14 family members killed in 2008 a sessions court in mumbai convicted 11 persons for gang rape and murder and sentenced them to life imprisonment today roger binney was elected as the 36th president of the board of control for cricket in india or bcci during its 91st annual general meeting at the taj mahal hotel in mumbai binney replaces former indian captain saurav ganguly Apart from this, Jay Shah has been appointed as secretary, Ashish Shailar as treasurer, Rajiv Shukla as vice president, and Devajit Saikya as joint secretary. These appointments in the BCCI were reportedly unanimous. 67-year-old Bini has had an illustrious career. He played 27 test matches and bagged 47 wickets between 1979 and 1987. While featuring in 72 ODIs between 1980 and 1987, Bini's biggest hour of glory was the 1983 World Cup where he claimed 18 wickets in 8 outings however there was no discussion on the chairmanship of the International Cricket Council or ICC the next ICC chairman will be elected during the board meeting in Melbourne next month 3 days after several men jumped over the walls of Delhi University Miranda House College the college has prohibited open events without participants registrations Yesterday the Delhi police took swore motor cognizance and filed an FIR against unknown persons after a video showed men scaling the boundary walls of the college. The incident reportedly took place during a Diwali festival last week. A student claimed that the girls were subjected to catcalling and sloganeering as the men allegedly entered the campus forcibly. On Monday, the management said that all fairs will be intra-college events and that all cultural events will have to be organized after 2 p.m. Principal Vijay Lakshmi Nanda said that the college will support and counsel its students and faculty members to ensure that the institution continues to be viewed as a safe and enabling space the Indian Express reported while speaking to the express principal nanda said that there was a need for greater sensitization of men and boys in colleges and universities which is a collaborative work Sri Lankan author Shehan Karunatilaka has been named the winner of the prestigious Booker Prize for fiction for his second book The Seven Moons of Mali Almeida. The book is about a war photographer who is murdered in the country's civil war. Karuna Tilaka received a trophy from Queen Consort Camilla at a ceremony on Monday night in London. It was the English Language Literary Awards first in-person ceremony since 2019. The 47-year-old author also gets a 50,000-pound prize. He is the second Sri Lankan to win the award following Michael Odate's victory in 1992 for the English Patient. which was later turned into a blockbuster film. Last year the award went to South African Damon Galgut, while previous winners have included Salman Rushdie, Margaret Atwood, and Hilary Mantel. United Kingdom Prime Minister Liz Truss has apologized for going too far too fast. 
with reforms that triggered economic turmoil, but vowed to remain leader despite a series of humiliating climb-downs. While speaking with the BBC, Truss said that she wanted to accept responsibility and was sorry for the mistakes that were made. She added that she was completely committed to delivering for the country. Her government on Monday axed almost all of its debt fuel tax cuts unveiled last month to avert fresh market chaos. The move was made by new finance chief Jeremy Hunt, which gave rise to questions about who was calling the shots. Conservative MP Roger Gale had said that Hunt was the de facto prime minister. Trust told the BBC that she still believed in a high growth, low tax economy, but that economic stability was a priority as prime minister. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.